Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, high school sucks. It does. Uh, did it suck for you? Because I, I didn't really love it. Um, I'm going to be honest. There was a scene in this movie. Today we are reviewing Amy Poehler's Moxie, uh, which will be streaming on Netflix on March 3rd, 2021, um, where they go to a party, a high school party. Um, and the anxiety I had just thinking about going to a big high school party again, uh, came back because I did not like them. I went to a few Eric, but most times I was like, I'm just going to stay at home. I'm good. Yeah. I, I never went, I didn't even go to prom, man. Like oh, really? I, I, I went to prom, but um, I was so like, I was a, a bookworm kind of person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, literally I, I just shocker. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I did the opposite of what one of the characters uh, in this movie does. Lucy, who always keeps her head up. I was one of those people that kept his head down and just tried to avoid uh, any conflict or confrontation of any kind. and just tried to get through those four years, you know, and that's kind of um, where I found, you know, some some empathy with the characters and, and relatability to the storyline being told. Because I think like most people in the world especially in north america i mean you go through those four years of 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 high school and you know you come out on the other end and you kind of think to yourself well you know thank god i survived that and then on the other hand you think like man that was a weird experience and there are things about it that like looking back at it now that are kind of crazy in terms of like you know double standards and sexism and sort of you know toxic atmosphere and and this is these are all things that this movie uh, covers in, in a very kind of blatant way, but I think that it is worth, you know, discussing and having that conversation about it and sort of reevaluating the coming of age movie from, you know, the adolescent point of view of a high schooler. And um, that's what this movie does. And it's based on uh, Jennifer Matthews novel. And this is Amy Poehler's uh, second feature uh, film as a director with Netflix. She also did wine country, which was a little bit more um, slight and sort of just kind of a hangout comedy and sort of wine country where this, you know, is, is familiar territory with, again, you know, the coming of age genre, but at least it kind of has a style to it, specifically like a late nineties, early two thousands, even though it is a contemporary set, um, storyline with, uh, a young, uh, sort of a grade 11, um, sort of high schooler who's going into her first day after summer vacation, uh, Vivian. And she basically is looking around, you know, the classroom environment and the people and students and teachers around her and thinking, okay, well, there's something really messed up with having a rankings list or the idea that, you know, the captain of the football team is celebrated the way he is, but also is allowed to get away with some really questionable behavior. Um, this leads to her creating a zine, which I mean, some people might not be familiar with a zine because, you know, depending on your age, uh, zines are basically uh, magazines or sort of early forms of blogs that basically sort of are, are kind of like a arts and crafts uh, compilation of images and words that are usually, um, you know, kind of 
put together to make articles or um, magazines and things like that. So she makes one called Moxie, based the title basing it on uh, the principal's use of the word Moxie, played by a. Uh, uh, Marissa Gay Harden, uh, and sort of her basically kind of being almost like a stereotypical 1950s kind of uh, woman in, the, in that regard and sort of using those phrases in such a weird way, because again, contemporary setting, um, and how it sort of revitalizes and sort of brings together uh, women of all walks of life, students of all walks of life as they rally together and sort of, you know, support one another in solidarity, but also sort of try to protest the status quo and the status quo being a very sexist environment. Um, That's basically kind of what you're getting with this. It's, it's, it's a very well-meaning, thoughtful examination of high school life, specifically from a female's perspective. And it does everything that you'd expect it to, but it does it with sincerity. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty much with you on that as well. I, I think I, I kept going back and forth on the movie because, again, I do think its heart's in the right place. I think it has a a great you know, overall message to young people, especially people of the same age as, as Vivian in the movie, who I think this movie is specifically targeted towards high schoolers. Um, and I just, I, I feel like the dialogue is where it kept losing me a bit because you said it is very obvious. It's very overt. It is uh, a little bit contrived at times where, um, I kept getting like, you know, genuinely sweet moments in the movie that were kind of ruined by uh, some overt dialogue. That's a little bit cringy in the way that it's phrased. I'm like someone, you could tell that you're trying to drive home a point here and it's not necessarily how someone would speak, but you needed to phrase it in a way that makes it very obvious of the point that you're trying to get across. And I feel like throughout the movie, they throw a lot at you with different, you know, things that are happening in this high school that are all very important and should be touched upon. Uh, I do almost think that the movie maybe should have picked one of those things it's trying to kind of, you know, and hone in on that and, and say something super meaningful instead of trying to maybe touch on five or six different things and kind of maybe surface level um, discuss them. But it is at least pointing out that a lot of this stuff is happening in the school system and with young people and that it's not okay and that people do need to speak up and and, and talk about these things and take these things seriously and they can't just be brushed off of, oh, he's being annoying or, or XYZ on different super important topics. But I just felt like... Every time the movie would reel me in and go, oh, this is really okay. This is, this is, it's hearts in the right spot. It means well. It's, it's saying something. Uh, I kept going, ugh, that, that scene, just like the way that those two characters are talking to one another. I'm like, is there a specific scene that, that you can recall that I threw you out, dude? I kept having like peaks and, and, and valleys. And, um, I, I can't maybe, pull out one specific piece of dialogue but like there would be a really heartfelt moment between maybe vivian and um you know her crush or her love interest in the movie and i liked his character actually the shrimp shrimpy seth or whatever yeah um uh, i really kind of liked his character um and i like her as well but i just felt like you know when you're trying to bring up an important topic and it's just like the way that it's said is just like oh man it's just like people talking on Twitter or something about 
trying to call out something and it's just like i'm like do kids or do people really speak like this or do you really are you just trying to be as overt as possible of what and instead of trying to maybe I don't think a movie like this needs to be subtle or anything. No, because it's about um, teenagers and it's, yeah. it's from the point and of view And that's why teenagers. I think it kind of can get a pass for me and ultimately why uh, I, there was never at one point where I was like, oh God, this is unwatchable or anything like that. And then I kept having to be, okay, Matt, you're a 32-year-old man. Um, this movie's not necessarily for A mediocre you. white male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't, maybe, <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I'm like, the movie's not for me. And I feel like that overt storytelling and the way that the things are being said for the audience maybe sometimes, you know, needs to be that way or it can be that way because of who it's kind of being marketed towards. And I'm not saying, you know, teenagers or, or, or anyone are, are stupid and can't enjoy, you know, a nuanced movie that's really deep and, and, and things like that. But I mean, the movie knows what it is. It knows what it's trying to say and it says it in a very overt way. And I can't really fault it for that. Um, so every time I was like, Oh, that piece of dialogue was not super great. I kept going, okay, I, I feel like maybe it has to be written that way. So people kind of get the message that it's trying to say, um, without it trying to bury in some, you know, uh, other form of storytelling. I don't know. Like I just it still does feel like it is a bit of an after school special in that regard. Yeah, because that's like, exactly it. Especially like there's one plot point that we won't get into because I guess it is spoiler territory. Which is one of my biggest issues. It yeah. comes up later on in, in, in the film and it is brought up like there, in the there last are hints, 10 minutes. Yeah, but there are hints throughout. Like it's not just brought out of nowhere completely. Sure. Like it is reference and, and like there is sort of a, a, a bit of a payoff to that. But the way that it plays out in the third act it's a almost bit, plays as a celebration. Which yeah, I don't, it's a little I awkward it, in terms of I think of it how needed more time. If you're going to bring something as heavy as that last thing is and i don't want to give it away either um but i just feel like when you something is important and horrible as what they bring in and then it's kind of just uh not brushed under the rug because obviously they all take it seriously but it's almost celebrated of like i'm glad you were able to finally say it and then that's a celebratory moment and then it kind of just ends and you're like oh okay and you like a character gets his comeuppance and like sort of, but it's just like you, it's hinted that that person does. And it just felt like so rushed and thrown in at the end. And I know what you're saying by it's alluded to, you know, this one character wanting to come forward with something. And it's well, even hinted. before that with, with again, yeah. like I mentioned with like the rankings list, like yes, yeah. there, there's something that is, is, is early on kind of referenced there and, and it is there, but I do agree with you where like, I think it almost needed to spend more time with that yeah. storyline than just kind of shoehorn it in to the At last the act. And, and yeah. again, the celebratory nature of, of somebody, you know, coming out and getting supported is, is wonderful in one way, but the way that it's done tonally, it's a little bit jarring because it's like, it's so horrible. And like, it, it you know, this person, what happens is like, you're just thinking to yourself, okay, like there, there's so much that is probably going on in this person internally. And, and, and you, we didn't spend enough time really getting there or getting to know that person. So it's just, it's, it's very odd. And then like, even with its characters, it is a little bit weird where it like, 
at first it is kind of Vivian's story. Like she is the central sort of, you know, protagonist of the film, but then the movie kind of latches on to Lucy for quite a bit, who, you know, is this young black woman who just transferred to this high school, uh, Rockport and kind of is the one that is, is seeing, you know, this high school, this institution for what it is and what's wrong with it and is kind of, you know, making a stand and she's being looked at on or looked upon as being difficult, which she's not. She's just being acute and and and, and sort of sensitive to the situation and how things are so shitty. Um, yeah. And then it kind of goes back to Vivian and then it goes back to Vivian and her relationship with her best friend you know growing up claudia and then like even that like there's some interesting stuff with claudia the way that that character is basically not wanting to protest in the same way that you know uh vivian and her new friends are but she still wants to be a part of it it's just different ways of of doing things and then there's a whole sort of central arc of like how you know kids that grow up in in different cultures and society whether they be you know strict parents because they because she is asian and like how much of the pressure she feels to be successful and also to be a good student and good you know daughter is is so much different to you know this young white girl who has i feel like responsibilities yeah and that goes back to my point of like the movie trying to put a lot in here and different kind of important things to talk about but the movie it tries to say so much that it never can really focus on any of it and really my sister's in the background hi um (laughs) uh it caught me up. anyways the movie like it throws in that and again closer in the last act of the movie they have you know they argue based on you think it's jealousy at one point but then she describes um why she is doing the things that she's doing and the characters kind of going back and forth but then i feel like in a very i guess it's it's uh faithful to how teenagers are you know you for you forgive and forget and become friends with someone again and get mad at them and become friends at the them again for you know no rhyme or reason but like i feel like even that last point of being like throwing in like the two characters arguing and 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 bringing up uh how she was brought up and her race and things like that and then it kind of just again they have one moment but then it kind of just moves on to the next thing and i think that's what the movie to me over and over again kept doing is like yes all of these things are problem in the high school system or just in teens or people in general doesn't necessarily have to just be people in high school um it just to me would move on to the next thing or would try to tackle another thing and focus on that for a little while and then move on to the next thing and focus on that and then ultimately all it tries to all come together with the zine um i just felt like it missed the mark a little bit on you know, really honing in on what it was trying to say instead of just saying everything. And I think that's where I kind of had an issue. And then with the dialogue, you brought up um, the character of Lucy and and just even how she's introduced at the beginning of the movie is again, I, I agree with you. She's in the right and she should be doing all this stuff. And it's just the way that the movie presents it is, is so overt and so, like spoon feeding it to you that I just almost was put off by that. And then I go, but then I try to come back and go, okay, Matt, this is a movie for teenagers. Um, not saying that, you know, again, going back to that, the quality for te- movies about teens has to be lower, but I had to lower my, you know, perception of what I wanted the movie to be and accept it for what it was. And then ultimately went by the end of it, I go, okay, you know what? Good message 
presented in a very obvious way, but I can kind of get behind that because it's hearts in its right spot, even if I don't love that last act thing we're talking about. So I ultimately came around on the movie and thought it was, you know, good, but I just, uh, I couldn't get past some of those kind of shortcomings that kept kind of coming around to me. Yeah. There's a couple interesting bumpy narrative issues that I had with it as well with the beginning of, of the film. One, there is a kind of weird dream sequence that starts off the film. And it almost feels like you're watching a different movie entirely. Like I didn't really know anything about Moxie going into it. I didn't even watch the trailer. And like the scene almost plays out like a horror movie, which I guess, I mean, it is representative of what high school can be, which is kind of a horror movie on itself. But the idea of not having your voice heard or not being able to be heard is, is kind of represented in that moment. And again, like, you know, talking about, you know, style over substance and, and symbolism being just like, there's no subtext to it. It's all right there. And then the second part of the narrative that you think like, and again, it's something against it necessarily, but it's, it's odd that they kind of drop it halfway through is that you almost think that the framing device of this film is going to be this, you know, um, essay that Vivian is writing for Berkeley. And like, you know, the, the, the question basically is asking her like, what is something that she, you know, believes in and is, is worth supporting and, and to kind of like explain that. And, you know, uh, Claudia and Vivian are talking about it at the beginning and, and Claudia is going to be writing about, you know, volunteering, um, you know, at this kind of old age, uh, bingo hall and things like that and what that's meant to her. And, and you think, okay, well, that's going to kind of be like the through line in the story where it's like, okay she figures out what's the thing that is you know she's passionate about and you know she's also very much taking cues from her mother who's played by amy poehler in the film who you know also was very much uh someone who wanted progress and change and protested at a young age but then you look at you know amy poehler's character now which i think is interesting in in terms of like you know when you get older you quote unquote mellow out or what have you but you know you don't lose those you know, resolves that you have or those attributes, you just, you know, over time people change and, you know, you go from being a teen to an adult and, and the world changes around you. And, you know, some people from a younger perspective could look at that as being, you know, a sellout or, or, or losing, you know, your, your, what you had to begin with that made you, you in terms of your, your, your virtues and your, and your morals. But I think that's also interesting and it's there, but it's never really you know, it's, it's never really deeply explored. And the same thing with like, other than the, the zine. Yeah. And, and, and the idea of course correcting in high school, it's like, you know, these kids, if they don't learn the right behaviors now, they're going to go out into the world and, you know, treat people the way that they treated them in high school or learn from, you know, the social behaviors of high school and continue that. And, you know, you get the classic thinking of like, some kids are going to peak too early and they're going to treat people like they did in high school and not be able to succeed. And then it, you know, in some cases it's even worse. And I think that, that again, it's all there. It's just strange how it just kind of basically is like a checklist of like, okay, we got to put this all in and we'll mention it, but we'll just mention it. We'll just, you know, scratch the surface and do nothing more. And then I already mentioned the nineties stuff. Like, again, like it's coming from, you know, the mom, but like some of that is, is a little bit weird to me where it's like you have, you know, rebel girl from bikini kill um playing throughout her like that's kind of like the anthem song of 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 the movie which is like again a very late 90s uh early 2000s punk song uh and there's a great documentary called the punk singer about uh kathleen hannah who's the lead singer of 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 that group that i recommend checking out from ifc films 
But you just wonder, it's like, maybe this would have been better if it was a period piece, if this was set in around the time that it's kind of very much aesthetically influenced by, or at least representing. Um, but I don't but, mind but that's that just it's a quibble. That's yeah, just a small no, quibble. I, I'm, I get what you're saying. I don't mind that it's taking you know place in 2020 and, and looking into her mom's past and bringing some of those elements of the 90s or uh, – into you know the present and then integrating it with social media but then having this very old school thing like a zine just kind of grassroots put into the bathrooms and things like that like i like that idea but i i totally understand where you're coming from and um i think my thing was when i kept when i saw her you know exploring that suitcase of her mom's stuff like i love the idea of exploring your parents' history or the side of them that you've never seen before, that they've never really talked to you about, right? Because your parents had their whole lives before you, right? They were teenagers just like you were. And I feel like too often we don't, you know, your parents don't give you the play-by-play of exactly how their high school life played out or what their interests were or what they were obsessed with or what they did after school and stuff like that. And I, I love the idea of a movie kind of looking into that and exploring your parents' history and then falling in love with something that they were so in love with while they were the same age as you. But the movie, again, going back to my one of my main problems with it and something that you were just saying, Eric, is that it kind of just again, it's throwing so much at you and it's trying to hit that checklist of things that it wants to talk about that it never really, you know, focuses in on that. But I think that's such a cool idea of someone exploring their parents' history and then, you know, learning about them. She's on YouTube watching the, uh, the rebel girl music video. And like, there is something cool there, but like, they don't even go into her and her mom all that much uh, other than like Clark Gregg, uh, pops in and you get a little bit of Amy Poehler's kind of background and, and her as a, a, as a mom now and, and their relationship. But I don't know. He's I just the lo- guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love the idea of exploring. Like there's a whole thing there that I think could have been plating, playing into that nostalgia and bringing it into the present and, uh, and playing into your parents' history and, and connecting with your your parents on another level, maybe because you're starting to you know understand what they enjoyed when they were in high school. And the movie does obviously do that. The whole movie is surrounded by her creating a zine called Moxie, ba- like in honestly inspired by her mom. Um, but I feel like it kind of glosses over that again. And then it focuses on all the issues at the high school that it never really kind of goes deep into that connection you would have with your mom because you're revisiting her past and um anyways that's just like again there's so many this movie i went up and down like a roller coaster because there would be moments where i'm like ah that was a really genuinely sweet moment or i really liked that or that was empowering or the whether it was the meeting at the party that they had or the moments which was done like in a single take or they were trying to do it where they're walking around each room yeah and kind of like you know seeing again the different groups all hanging out but i want to go back to your point quickly because i think it's an important one of seeing your parents as people and yeah. seeing them have, you know, a life outside of being your guardian. And and yes. I think that that's, 
something that is interesting in terms of being represented in the film, but not explored deep enough. There is one line that I actually really liked from Amy Poehler, where she even says, you know, I, I am a person too, you know, and like in terms of like how Vivian kind of, you know, is quick to judge um, uh, the Clark Gregg character, uh, you know, based on, you know, having an American flag on his, on his Jeep or thinking like, he's just like a typical white guy. And, you know, there's, there's maybe a little bit more to him as well. And it's just like, she doesn't want to even be bothered with exploring that or feels that her, again, her mom is, is, you know, basically taking the ideals that she had as, as a kid or, you know, as an adolescent and kind of throwing those out the window and betraying now, being them, a, yeah. a hypocrite. And I think yeah. that that's interesting is like, just again, like teenage rebellion in, in, in general. And, um, you know, you look at that and you think to yourself, okay, like that's something that I think would be interesting to explore, you know, in, in a more deep way and sort of knowing what your interests are and if some of those interests align with your parents or, you know, finding out more about you through your parents, um, I think is, 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 is always interesting. And then again, like there's the stuff with like, even Ike Barinholtz is an English teacher who's very apathetic for the most part and just kind of wants to remain neutral and sort of, there's a moment with his character, there's, there's, there's a change of heart and it doesn't feel, it it feels, it feels like there was a missing scene that kind of would have bridged that moment together. Like maybe, and again, I know he's not the focus of the story and it's not from his point of view, but it just kind of felt out of character for, for, for where that, yeah storyline goes again doesn't feel earned it just it's feels also like, distracting because it's ike Barinholtz, yeah. and you think like he's gonna be like a, a, a shit comedic <laughs> shit teacher but i mean i did laugh when i saw the john cena poster when uh the kids were walking in at the beginning and i was just thinking of blockers yeah absolutely um so yeah the movie's a little rough around the edges it, it kind of has peaks and valleys it's of punk, it man. It's, it's punk uh, <laughs> in its quality uh but ultimately i can't like falter too much and i i do think it is a a movie that it, with its heart in the right spot it is trying to you know send a good message to especially its target audience which are you know young women in high school and i i feel like it's worth a watch for anyone in high school really and um mind you if you're out of high school and you you are <laughs> if we probably have many listeners that are around the same age as us and uh are you gonna get much out of this i don't know like uh, probably not but but if it's that, well made, I mean, yeah. like if if it's good storytelling and well made, you can obviously relate to something or appreciate totally. it on a like I I mean I mentioned this before the recording that I I love Booksmart. I know you're not as big of a fan of it, but yeah, but I, that, I have wanted to revisit it. Yeah. That movie to me like deals with some of the same issues and sort of brings up some of the ideas of what you know contemporary feminism is, and especially in sort of. Uh, a younger group or a younger demographic and how that kind of begins. And it's done within the framing of like a kind of like all night kind of, you know, party comedy, right? Like, but it, I think it gets more done within the span of time that it has and is more specific to certain moments that then, than I think this does, but I love that film. And like, again, like I, I'm, I couldn't be further removed from those characters, but the filmmaking, the storytelling, the performances are all really great. And again, and Moxie, then, there's nothing wrong with Moxie. I think Moxie. But I would is say well Moxie made. is more made for a specific, you know, target audience, which is what I'm like. I get Booksmart's maybe a little bit more accessible because of that all night party, you know, raunchy comedy kind of thing. Where this is very much a message movie to me for a specific audience, and that's why I feel like. 
maybe it doesn't work quite as well as Booksmart, even though I wasn't I, I really do want to give Booksmart another shot because that movie I just feel like maybe it just didn't land because I was in I wasn't in the right mood or or whatever. And I've wanted to revisit Booksmart where I'm not sure I'll ever want to revisit this. I'm not saying that it's I just feel like Booksmart has a lot of rewatchability from it and is delivering some of the same messages in a more interesting way. Um, where this is just to me very much, like you said, that after school special kind of movie and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, but to me, it's, it gets a soft pass for me. Um, I will give it a three out of five. I'll also give it a three out of five, but with the addition of, we need a moratorium on young love being explored in, weird places like usually yeah. in, in I was coming of age movies up, there's like a scene where you know they'll break into like a swimming pool or something like that and like you know go for a swim like that's like the typical thing in this movie spoiler alert uh seth and vivian go to a mortuary and it's kind of like this is so weird i almost feel like the screenwriters when they were writing this are like okay we have to have like one of these scenes where like you know they go off on their own and they're doing their own thing and they you know they bond and they have their romantic moments but it's like where can we put this that is different from anything else we've done before i know let's put it in a morgue <laughs> kids like murder podcasts right so. yeah. they love true crime right they yeah. love coffins which again like i don't mind it in the sense of that it's like you know trying to do something different but it just almost feels like it was written that way. And it's like, even like the idea of like, there's no security around. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm, I was going to bring it up, but then whatever. I, I'm glad you did. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we have many more reviews that you guys can check out right now on the entitled movie reviews channel. You can check out a review for Disney, uh, Disney Plus's premier access Raya and the Last Dragon. If you want to drop $35 Canadian or $30 American uh, on it, you can go check out our review and we'll let you know if we think it's worth that money. Um, we have reviews up for Apple TV Plus's Cherry, directed by the Russo brothers, uh, Malcolm and Marie, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, St. Maud. So lots of reviews up on the reviews channel that you guys can go check out. Um, please go check out uh, the Untitled Movie Podcast, which is our flagship show where Eric and I kind of just shoot the shit for an hour to two hours about what's going on in the entertainment industry, what we've been watching recently. Eric's watched a bunch of stuff on Disney plus star. I watched the golden globes. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and you know what a shit show that whole organization is. Um, so go check out that that's our 85th draft. Uh, we also have untitled movie conversations, which we're trying to, you know, get kickstarted for this new year, still trying to figure out that show and how we want to kind of move forward with it. But, uh, we do have some good, you know, interviews with, you know, Jay Wadley and, and Joey and, and Nick from kind of funny, um, two Joey's, just, <laughs> yeah, two Joey's Joey Madison on there as well. So go please check out those on untitled movie conversation conversations follow us on all of those social medias at untitled underscore cast and as always my name's matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all of those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com size cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time it's punk rock man it's punk rock